We are live. We are live indeed. <laughs> Broadcasting remote on target from the Gettysburgian and 91.1 WZBT Gettysburg. I think I'm still Ben Ponce and I think this is still on target. I think I'm still Gari Mangala. Today on target, we'll obviously be talking about uh, the coronavirus and how it's affected Gettysburg College. Today was and the then, first day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then if you listen to the podcast version of this, you can hear my interview uh, with Andy Hughes from the Garthwaite Leadership Center on uh, staying connected from afar. We had a good conversation this morning. Uh, and, you know, we'll see how this goes. But this is also a total experiment. I have no idea uh, how the quality of this is going to be, but I can tell you that I'm now a proud Zoom Pro. <laughs> I upgraded my account to Zoom Pro so that we could uh, we could broadcast live. And I see we have some viewers. This is, of course, folks, for those of you who are listening, uh, we will be interviewing Bob, President Bob, on Wednesday. And the goal is to do it via this Zoom live stream. But we wanted to test that before we did it with the president. So you're all the guinea pigs. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Gary, let's get into it. Uh, the news. Is, is anything going on in the world? Apparently so. Uh, so for the last, I think, two and almost a half weeks now, Ben and I have been bashing our brains in with <laughs> coronavirus coverage. Um, so if you're wondering what's going on in the world of Gettysburg, it is mostly coping with that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, today was the first day of remote online classing. Uh, ben, did you have class today? I did. I had two back-to-back Zoom classes this morning, and I have to say, they went fairly smoothly. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the bandwidth seemed to mostly hold up, which was a little surprising. Uh, but, you know, it was okay. I saw a lot of people have been using our bingo cards as part of our great work from home initiative. So uh, I have a friend who won bingo twice. So it's been going pretty well, I think. Um, ben, do you want to talk a little bit about the initiative itself? Yeah, so we've called this our great work from home initiative. Uh, it essentially is a way to create some some shared experiences among Gettysburgians uh, as we're all scattered afar. I think the slogan is, you can take us out of Gettysburg, can't take Gettysburg out of us. <laughs> uh, and and it's been, I think it's been well-received so far. There, Every morning we're going to be publishing a, a, a playlist curated by a Gettysburgian, a, a list, uh, excuse me, a, a story from someone's hometown, as in what they like about their hometown or the coolest thing about their hometown, as well as a favorite photo from the Gettysburg campus. And there are instructions on how you can be a part of all this on our website at gettysburgian.com. Yeah, uh, I think it's really cool. It's gotten some really great reception. Like I said, we have a bingo card. So if you're you know, having your Zoom classes, obviously pay attention, but also there's some fun uh, spots on there, like someone's dog is barking in the background. Uh, someone says this is new for all of us, and this is new for all of us. Um, I think this has honestly been like just two weeks of you know, constant breaking news, um, both within the world and the college itself. Uh, 
like I said, Ben and I have been going a little bit crazy. <laughs> it's just been a lot of this, but now broadcasted out to Facebook. Um, but I think that I'm really proud of the of all the coverage that we've put out. And I think it definitely made me feel more grounded in terms of what's actually going on. <laughs> because as a student, it was very, and it still is very amorphous um, as to what we are doing. And there's still obviously questions of like, how are we gonna do this thing? How are we gonna do that thing? Are we gonna have this? Um, which I'm sure will be answered as we keep going through the semester and figuring it out together. Right, and I mean, I think the basic answer to a lot of these things is that we don't know. And and I think that everyone is because as a student it was very it was, and still is very Oh wow. I just opened the Gettysburgians live stream video in the middle of it. So I got to hear Gari talking and then not talking on about a 10 second delay. That was exciting. Uh in any case, I think the answer to a lot of these things is we don't know. Um and and that's okay. I think that we're all kind of like like the bingo card says, we're all kind of learning together. We have now translated this bingo card well we is a bit of a royal we, uh, a kind faculty member in the Spanish department, Dr. Trigo, has uh, translated this bingo card into Spanish. If, uh, if any others are listening and want to translate it into another language, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, we can play multilingual bingo. Uh, and I think that, you know, we've heard of so many people winning already. We might have to release a new bingo card each week uh, with, with new entries because, you know, the bingo can, can't stop. I mean, it's it's important that, that we yeah. have these uh, shared experiences. Okay, so maybe just to give a quick recap of where we actually stand. Yeah. Um, so today is Monday, March the 24th. As Gary mentioned, it is the first day of classes in this new online format. Uh, this uh, came after last week, we and the college announced last Monday, one week ago today, that this is what we were going to be doing and encouraged everyone to move out uh, as soon as they could. That guidance later changed um, when on Thursday, Governor Tom Wolf, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf, um, issued a, a, an order to shut down all non-essential businesses. The college complied with that order immediately and shut down the move out operation. Uh, we're gonna be publishing a story later this afternoon that kind of drills a little bit deeper into kind of how that guidance from the college evolved. Um, their college has framed this as, as being a public health decision. Um, there is some evidence to suggest that that is at the very least, maybe not the full story or at least the it's a questionable story given how the facts on the ground evolved. Um, but you can read about that any minute now on the Gettysburgian. Well, it's not going to be any minute. It's not going to be until we're done publishing this call. But um, so, so that's coming up. But I think that, you know, more broadly, everyone is kind of taking a, a wait and see approach to this. At least has been the general vibe that I've been, been getting from campus um, that, you know, there's some things we don't yet know the answer to. But overall, I, I don't think that we have a lot of corrosive negativity. And as someone who's corrosively negative myself, I think I would know if there was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that um, the other thing is that it's really important right now that we've started school up again. I think that that's going to make everyone feel a lot more sane. 
Um, at least for me, you know, I, I was in a 9am today for calculus and just talking about chain rule today for like the brief second that we talked about chain rule, when we stopped talking about like, how's everybody feeling? How's it going? Whatever. Um, it made me feel far more grounded and far more like I'm a college student. I'm still in school. Everything's going to be okay. But, um, Definitely, you know, constantly. We just, I was looking down at my phone. Um, Julia Ramsey just sent out another email of college communication. So, you know, it's still obviously an ever evolving situation. And I think that that in and of itself makes it feel anxiety inducing, I guess is the way I would put it. Um, because it's like every single time, at least even for me, like before I'm even looking at it as like a reporter, like I get an email from like Julie Ramsey or the office of the president or Jamie Yates. And I immediately get anxious again, that something else is going to happen, that we're going to cancel class for the semester or something like that. But I think that the college has done a good job about making sure that like, for us, at least the foundation of what Gettysburg College is, isn't a place of our education. And I think that they've done a really good job about not switching that aspect of it up on us, which I've always appreciated. You know, I knew like a week and a half ago that I would have class this week. And that was really helpful for me just to be able to say like, well, no matter what happens, I will still have school. It might not be the way I usually have it, but I still have school. Right. And just to put a button on what you were saying, I was just reading this email from the dean the basic takeaways are there are 70 students that have been approved to continue to live on campus. Um, and, and so the college is continuing to provide on-campus services to those students. Um, and other than that, the college, the one thing we should mention that's in the good news vein is that $75,000 was raised in just a couple of days for the college emergency fund, um, which supports uh, unplanned expenses for students. Um, and the, the Lauren Wise Bright, who's the chair of the alumni board, sent out a call and the Gettysburg community uh, answered that call. So there's some positive news for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and beyond that, you know, all students are receiving, except for the ones that are living on campus, are receiving a half semester's worth of uh, a reimbursement for room and board which I think, and also for any of your remaining dining dollars, which is great, um, which I'm thankful for. I think that that's a really smart decision on the college's part. And from like what we know, I think that the college is like being really reasonable in terms of, you know, trying to make this be the best opportunity it can be for students. So my professor, my calculus professor posted a, like an ident, uh, a, revised syllabus on Moodle today. And it wasn't even a syllabus. It was um, copied from another professor somewhere in the world. That was basically just a list of like, no one signed up for this. We're going to get through a pandemic together. And that's what this semester is about now. And I think because literally everyone's going through that situation, it's not just, you know, no one could have planned for this and faculty and staff and administration didn't have a plan in place for this. So I think that you know, the amount of understanding that they've had towards like students are not going to be able to write a 18 page research paper this semester. Um, I think that kind of mentality towards it or, hey, like this is probably a financially strenuous time for a lot of people um, there. We're not giving them room and board. Why would we 
be asking them to pay for room and board. I think those kind that like kind of just common sense mentality has been really helpful, especially because I know that colleges, specifically Gettysburg College, can be viewed as a bit of an ivory tower when it comes to that kind of thing. I think all that's right. Um, you know, it's one of those interesting things where, as you said, this is uncharted water for everyone. So I think that the college is certainly trying to you know, look at what other institutions are doing and, and, and see what makes sense. Lingering questions that as yet, to the best of my knowledge at least, remain unanswered include what is going to happen with employees, um, particularly support staff employees, now that students are not on campus. Um, you know, I think that some institutions have handled that differently. Uh, some institute. I was reading about Dickinson's plan yesterday, which involves requiring people to take all of their remaining leave, um, and then they will be paid through the end of the academic year. But before then, for some reason, it involves taking a bunch of leave. Harvard has been in the news, not in a good way, for um, laying off, uh, furloughing some dining staff. Um, you know, I think that the 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 thought with Harvard is they have a forty billion dollar endowment. If there's ever a time to take a hit, now would be it. Um, but you know, I think it remains to be seen what Gettysburg's approach is to that, and that's something that we certainly plan to discuss with the president on Wednesday uh, when we talk to him. And on that note, if you have other questions you'd like us to ask the president, send us an email: editors at gettysburgian.com is the, the fastest way to reach us. Uh, and we're, we're gonna try and get through as many of those questions as we can in our time with, with Bob on Wednesday. <sighs> I don't know that much else has been going on. Normally this is once we figure that finish the conversation about the lead news story, we'll, we'll say what else is going on at Gettysburg College? Yeah. Truth be told, not much. Yeah, I think right now uh, a lot of departments are trying to figure out ways to keep their communities involved. I know that the religious and spiritual life department is uh, doing something similar to what Gettysburg's doing, specifically with like people's dogs. Um, the women's lacrosse team is currently, I think it was women's lacrosse, yeah, is submitting letters to Gettysburg that they're posting on Instagram. Um, I know that certain classrooms and uh, ensembles are working on ways to still, you know, show their work for the semester. And I think that as time goes on and we've all solidified how like Zoom and online class works, we can go out and, you know, extend this out to how we can perform and how we can stay connected, which is what we're trying to do with great work at home and what- um, Great work from home, Gary, not at home. Uh, sad, uh, but I think in general, uh, everybody's just trying to get this, like this basic, communication out of the way, um, get that working, you know, how we can use Moodle for like discussion boards and things like that. And then I think we'll see some really cool things come out of this. Um, one of the reasons that a lot of us came to Gettysburg is that it's, you know, a really creative and innovative place. So I think we'll see some great things coming out of it. And, you know, we're also looking at all colleges and universities and what they're doing. Right. Well, I think we can go ahead and wrap up our news segment there. Normally, I'd say we'll be right back with the bullet report. I guess we can go ahead and do the bullet report. It's been an uneventful week in Gatesburg College Sports Action on, well, nothing happened. Thus endeth the bullet report.
We'll be right back with Andy Hughes. And that's it. So we are thrilled to be joined today by the executive director, once the director, but now the executive director of the Garthwaite Leadership Center, Andy Hughes. Andy, thanks so much for being here. Of course, yeah, it's my pleasure. So I thought maybe we could start here. I remember uh, my first year, uh, have, I was doing the, the GLC leadership certificate program. That's right. We had the big celebration at the end uh, in the ballroom. And you opened the celebration by getting up to the microphone and waving to your family that was watching from afar. And I thought it was perhaps, my mom, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I thought perhaps that uh, you might have some thoughts in this season of intermediated communication that we're in about maintaining some connections from afar. Yeah. I mean, being a. Uh you know, an immigrant to the U.S., uh, but I mean, I've lived here a while, and even though my immediate family is scattered all across the country, yeah, we've, we've had to find ways as a family to connect and and uh, use the virtual sphere, and uh, we've done a pretty good job with that, but yeah, this, it's certainly a different way to communicate and engage, so yeah, happy happy to help the Gettysburg community as much as I can. So what, what comes to mind as far as, you know, uh, strategies seems like a little bit of a corporate term for what we're talking about, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, as, as far as ways that you have been able to connect with people from afar? Yeah, I think the first thing is to schedule the time. I think our, even though maybe our lives are a little bit uh, less uh, crazy and, and fast paced now that uh, most of us are in some kind of isolation, still scheduling the time together. And, and I found that scheduling more time than you think you might need is good. When I do uh, group calls with my family or my friends, uh, always ends up going, going a bit longer. So I think scheduling the time is really important. Um, finding the best medium too. I think we've all seen a lot of folks shifting to Zoom, but maybe that's not the, the best medium to use. Uh, just send in the occasional text or even jumping on the old-fashioned phone call is a, is a good mm -hmm. way to, to do it. Um, I think a lot of the group norms that we tend to do in meetings in the GLC can be useful. So, for example, we do a simple check-in at the beginning of each uh, connection, uh, whether that's saying a hi, a low, or um, a shout-out, which is typically something where you want to give feedback to someone using some typical group norms uh, that you might do in a meeting, uh, even in the virtual sphere can be helpful. Mm -hmm. And and kind of, you know, to, to follow up on that, we had corresponded last week via email um, regarding ways that, that student organizations might try to, whether it's stay connected socially or carry on with, with their 
you know, endeavors. Um, and, and I know that you had said that some folks in college life would be meeting to discuss that issue as well. But what, what kind of thoughts come to mind in that vein for you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a, a group of college life folks who are trying to, to look at more broadly what does co-curricular engagement look like? Uh, how can the college support students to, to connect? And that's very much in the early stages, but uh, I'm, I'm optimistic that we'll have some good good ideas coming there. But I mean, you know, Ben, what, what works best at Gettysburg is, is student leaders guiding the way. And so a lot of what we're going to do is connect with student leaders to figure out what they need and what they want. Um, I think for student groups, it's important to be realistic, right? I mean, we are uh, what, about six weeks left of the, right. the semester. So being re realistic about what you can accomplish, I think, is important. But uh, the first thing I'd recommend doing is just connecting with people so whether that's hosting a, a group call through zoom or um you know a, 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 even an individual check-in from student leaders to their uh, their groups would be would be important i think in these times leaders need to think about first and foremost how to be servants how to practice servant leadership and identifying the needs of their group and you can do that through connection um, I think the second thing to think through would be what can you do virtually? You know, there are many ways to be creative and find ways to, to shift your operations to the virtual sphere. Um, maybe hosting a group call with your members to just brainstorm ideas. What can we do over the next six, six weeks? And then I think the other thing is to just to, to adapt. I mean, one, one example is what you're doing here. Um, the Gettys version is adapting based on your, your situation by hosting these calls, right? So being creative by asking that question, how might our mission be different as an organization based on our circumstances? And what are the ways we can, um, we, we can adapt? Mm -hmm. and, and, and maybe just by way of example, have you thought through what that might look like for the GLC? Yeah, I, I must admit we're still very much in the in the early stages for that, um, and I think part of our process is going to be connecting with student organizations and student leaders to, to figure out what they need. Um, but we, you know, what, since you went through the leadership certificate, Ben, we have made some some changes to where a lot of what we do is delivered through small group learning format, mm -hmm. which is led by a leadership mentor. Uh, which are the student leaders who work for the GLC and facilitate a lot of our programs. Um, we have to first figure out, um, you know, whether whether we will be able to, um, you know, continue with uh, supporting our leadership mentors. Right there, we, we've currently postponed our leadership certificate activities uh, at least until we figure out um, what classes look like for you guys this right. week. I think we wanted to give some time to to adapt to your academic environment. Um, but then also figuring out, you know, what does student employment look like for the leadership mentors? So th those are just some questions that we're working through. But with the small learning group format, uh, there are ways to connect virtually where we could uh, deliver some of the, um, some of the workshops uh, through the, the Zoom, things like Zoom technology could be, could be useful. 
Um, but again, this is still very much early stages trying to figure out what uh, what's the, the, the current needs from our, our students and how might we best serve. Right. And, and again, realizing and acknowledging that we are obviously, I mean, we're recording this Monday morning on the 23rd. So, you know, there, if people had an 8am class, it's happened, but you know, other than (laughs) that, uh, you know, and you hope those people aren't in California to make it a 5am class. Jeez. Right. But, uh, in any case, cognizant that we're in the early stages of this, the, the answer to this might be different today than it is a week from now, but I'm wondering what your sense of the resources that might be available from the college, not necessarily financial, but as far as, you know, coaching or, or other sorts of opportunities or, or supports that the college and, and college life and the GLC might be able to provide to student organizations or really any groups of students that, that want to, to press on in some, in some format. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one thing that uh, the GLC can certainly do is offer one-on-one coaching. So if there are student leaders who uh, want to continue their individual leadership development, you know, I think my professional staff would be uh, certainly available to facilitate that one-on-one coaching, which is uh, a way to help you with your personal leadership development. So that's certainly one resource that we would offer that to any student who is interested. Also, I think uh, our group development program, which is uh, not not necessarily something that uh, many students may know about, but it's a way for student groups to work with a facilitator from the GLC, whether that's a professional staff member or one of our leadership mentors, Mm-hmm. to identify a group problem or a group issue that you're experiencing and we would facilitate a um, uh, an experience for the for the organization now we're, we're certainly limited to what we can do from afar compared to what we would offer on campus but I think part of the process there is diagnosing what the issue is and framing the problem in a way uh, that helps the group move move forward. So we'd certainly still be available to, to do that. Um, some of the other ideas that we've been uh, th- just throwing around that uh, might be of, of service as a resource as well is um, you know, providing some ideas and resources for self-leadership, which is really about how you influence yourself to get things done. So think about how to be most productive um, how to keep organized. Um, so we have lots of ideas and resources around that that might be helpful for students. And we will most likely push some of that out on our, our social media on both Facebook and, and Instagram. Um, I also know our colleagues in the Office of Student Activities in Greek Life who work with the uh, student organizations in, in more of a logistical and, and educational manner, but also um, planning some some uh, ideas and resources as well. So I think that would be a good group to talk to as well, Ben, in your, in your ways to help spread the word. Right. And I mean, I guess that another kind of thing that came to mind a little bit is that in some GLC workshops or, or sessions that I've seen with, with student groups and have heard about, there often seems to be this, uh, 
idea of, of you know pushing through disruptions and 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 identifying you know here's a problem but here are ways we can you know innovate our way out of that problem and i guess i'm wondering just in that kind of big picture context whether whether any and we've touched on some of them already but what kind of big picture um strategies or or ideas there might be to to adapt to these circumstances that you and, and your team might have already come up with that, that could be broadly applicable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I think kind of what I, I alluded to a little bit earlier is, is really framing the problem. I think leaders who are helpful in helping a group adapt first frame the problem in a way that uh, it, it tests reality. I think sometimes in these scenarios that we can uh, let uh, emotions or panic and uncertainty get in the way of us moving forward. So framing the problem with the group um, would be an important thing to do. Um, also to listen, right? Again, that sounds like a, a very simple thing. Um, but if you're stuck in your your own home or uh, in a place where you're not around people, you have to be a little bit more proactive in finding ways to listen to what people need and listen empathetically to where you're trying to understand not just the the content of what people are saying, but also the emotion behind it and how that's influencing people's behavior. Um, I would say another thing that that leaders could do is just to be positive and hopeful. Mm-hmm. In these times, we look to uh, guidance from our leaders and to, to have folks who can help us be positive and, and inspire us to be, to be hopeful is, um, is, a, is a really important thing today. It sounds like, from a philosophical standpoint at least, almost everything you're saying is is similar advice to what you might tell an organization who's on campus that, mm-hmm. you know, during a, a regular semester and, and such that maybe what we're talking about here is, is just kind of applying the same principles that, that we already kind of are exposed to and know pretty well, albeit to a new context, but it doesn't sound like you're suggesting that there's necessarily a need to, to reinvent the wheel, so to say. I don't think so. No, I mean, leadership is very much a human activity. And um, what I've seen over the last week or two is that human activity and that human spirit uh, manifesting in a, in a way that is quite beautiful and quite positive, right? I mean, even here, in, I live in Harrisburg, just up the road from Gettysburg. And just seeing what my neighbors are doing to support each other and provide um, a sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's very much a, a human activity. And leadership is a lot about a relationship between people who aspire to, to lead and those who choose to follow. Right. And I think that, that is not as easy to do virtually, but uh, certainly is, is possible. And that, and that human spirit enables us to, to keep moving forward and to um, to create new new opportunities, I was I was part of the the move out assistance crew last week on campus, um, and again I was just so inspired by 
the resident resident life life folks, our facilities folks, um, really come together to to address a problem that we needed to ship out, you know, hundreds of boxes to students and uh, and help them move out their rooms. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good place to end. Andy Hughes, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, Ben, it's my pleasure. Best wishes to you and thanks for all you're doing to serve the, the community. And we're certainly here to, to help students continue their leadership development journey because that's so, so pivotal for a Gettysburg education. It's a Hughes at Gettysburg.edu is how you can, can reach out to Andy if you're, if you're looking to. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you, Ben. That's on target for this week. We'd like to thank Andy Hughes for being our featured guest today. We'd also like to thank the staff at the Gettysburg and the executive board of WZBT for their ongoing support in this project. Please be sure to subscribe to On Target on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. On Target is a joint production of the Gettysburg and WZBT. Our theme music was composed by Diego Rocha, a 2019 graduate of the Sunderman Conservatory of Music. Join us next week. That's way too far away for me to know who our guest is going to be, but I'm sure it'll be great. Until then, stay safe, stay home, stay calm, stay whatever else they're telling you to stay, and we'll see you then.